to just open up a, a brief meditation on uh, these passages. I want to start actually talk to, hey, our young ones here. I love to talk to our young ones on uh, Sunday and like to do that. Uh, ask you all some uh, trivia to get us thinking kind of about uh, what we've been reading. So young ones, let me ask some questions. Sorry, I'm going in and out here. Uh, what roars louder, a house cat or a cheetah? Y'all are saying house cat because I think you, no, that's not true. It's not a house cat. They roar the same. A cheetah can only roar as loud as a house cat, but yeah, they do it the same. Okay, how about this? True or false? Nintendo, Nintendo, y'all have heard of Nintendo, was founded in 1989. No, that is false. It was not. It was founded in 1889. For reals. 1889. Started off as like a card thing, game. Nintendo, yes. Okay, how about this? Which is which is uh, which do you think is the most popular berry, the banana or the strawberry? Strawberry is not a berry. A banana is a berry. I don't know how that works, but it's true. It's more likely to get bit by a New Yorker than a shark. <laughs> it's true. And you know what else is true? You're also more likely to get bit by a New Yorker than you are a rat in New York. Okay. How about this? Did you know, believe it or not, fir trees can grow in human lungs? This guy was walking around one day and inhaled a fir tree seed, and it started growing in his lung. Doctors thought it was a tumor. They couldn't figure out what it was, and they got this. Did you, a true or false? You're, sorry, yeah, if that's scary. I don't think we have fir trees in Houston. Don't go to New York. They're in New York. Okay, true. It is true. Cray cray true. Okay, how about this? The air you breathe in a train station is 15% human skin. <laughs> it's so true. And so gross. Uh, okay, okay, last one. Last one. True or false? Humans have more neck bones than giraffes. It's actually false. They have the same. Mammals. They do. Actually, all mammals have the same number of neck bones. Crazy. No, no, mammals. All mammals have the same number of neck. Crazy. True. Okay, here's the point. Things are not always what they seem to be. How about this? The cross of Jesus. Young ones. A good, a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, we've got one vote. That's yes. And good. It is both. How about this? The cross of Jesus, good idea or foolishness? Do y'all know what graffiti is? Young ones, okay, it's like when you write something on a wall or you spray paint something on a wall that in a public place where you're not supposed to do that. That's called graffiti. Do you know that the mo one of the most famous pieces of graffiti uh, is almost 2,000 years old? And you can go and you can see it in the, uh, a museum in Rome. And you know what it is? It's this picture, and there's writing underneath it. This is almost 2,000 years old. The writing says this. It says, Alex Menes worships his God. This is a guy named Alex. He says, Alex, it says this in Greek, Alex worships his God. And it's a picture. Above it is a graffiti picture of this guy who's, who's looking up and worshiping this person who's crucified on a cross. Who do you think the guy is crucified on a cross? Is Jesus only in the picture 
The guy on the cross doesn't have a human face. He's got the face of a donkey. It's an insult. It's whoever drew that graffiti is making fun of this guy named Alex who worships Jesus. He made this graffiti to say, this guy worships a crucified Savior. That's foolish. And here's the thing. Like, maybe you, maybe you have been made fun of, young ones, for being a Christian. Maybe you have even thought about, like, God, uh, I feel, yeah, do I feel weird for worshiping a guy who is crucified? Because here's the thing. The cross of Jesus, it is foolishness to the world. It always will be. Always. And what we just read is that here's Jesus on trial, and, and he, things are about to go really, really bad for him. That, that Pilate, uh, the Romans, and the Jewish leaders are going to say, crucify him. And the Roman leaders are finally going to say, okay, fine, let's crucify him. And the Romans, they were really good at this. The Romans crucified tons of people, but, they were, but this is important, they were always foreigners. Romans never crucified Roman citizens because crucifixion was so horrific and so humiliating. So it was, it was reserved for foreigners, but that was the point of it was uh, you crucified a, a foreign enemy to humiliate them uh, and to say that you're less than nothing. And then it was this warning. You did it in public, and it was this warning to everyone else of do not mess with Rome or we'll do this to you. Now, the Jews also thought crucifixion was the worst, very, very worst death, but that's because they believed dying on a cross was dying on a tree. You know, a cross like a tree, made of wood. It's a, it, and, and to die on a tree, according to the Jews, was a curse. And, and this is why. This is from the Old Testament Mosaic Law. Uh, in the Old Testament Mosaic Law, if you murder someone, then you got capital punishment. It was life for life. Okay, but what if, what if the accused person, what if the murderer didn't just murder one person, what if they murdered 30 people? Like, what do you do for that? What do you do for that person? Like, you can't just do life for life there. That doesn't work. You can't stone the guy, raise him back up from the dead, stone him again, raise him back up for the, you know, 30 times. You can't do that. So stoning's not always enough. So there's got to be punishment after death. There's got to be punishment in the afterlife. So what you do is you curse him. And the way you curse someone, according to the Mosaic law, is you put the perpetrator to death, and then you hang them on a tree. In Deuteronomy 21, this is Old Testament law, it says, if a man has committed a crime punishable by death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall bury him the same day, for a hanged man is cursed by God. Hanging someone on a tree is symbolic. It's symbolic. It means the villain is now under God's curse. You can only apply death once. You leave it to God to take it from there. Now it's up to God to make it right in the afterlife as only he can. So the tree is a symbol of ultimate judgment. And so when you read in the Gospels that Jesus was crucified on a cross, you are supposed to think, okay, wait, all the worst sinners died on trees, and I should believe that Jesus, who died on a tree, is the Son of God, is Lord and Savior of God's people? Like, why is it again, why do Christians boast in the cross of Jesus? 
It's because Jesus, who is the Son of God, who is the Lord of the universe, instead of coming down from heaven and putting all of us on crosses and condemning us for our sins and condemning us to life of hell forever out of love and out of grace, Jesus turns and he climbs up that tree himself. And he takes our cursed eternal punishment in our place. In the New Testament, in Galatians chapter 3, it says, Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So before Easter Sunday and Jesus' resurrection, we remember Jesus' death today. And the church calls it Good Friday. And it's not good that there had to be a day when the Son of God came down to take our judgment for our sin. The fact that we need the cross because of our sin, it, because of that awful, like that's terrible. That's the gravity of sin. But that Jesus came down freely and lovingly and gladly and gladly gave himself up to a cursed death to take the wrath of God for our sins, that is good. It's the best good. The cross changes the way that you look at Jesus. It changes the way you look at Jesus. He's not a fool. He's good. He's so good, we're not worthy of his love. And that is grace. That's the amazingness of his grace. That's the awesomeness of Jesus' love and sacrifice for you and for me. And the cross changes the way that you look at yourself. So we want to say, yeah, the Romans and the Jewish religious leaders crucified Jesus, yes, and you too, and me too. Like the worst thing, think about the worst thing you ever did. The worst thing you ever did was you murdered Jesus. You murdered the God-man. Your Lord, your sin put Jesus on that cross. And if God can forgive that sin, then there is no sin in your life that he can't forgive you. There is nothing you can do so bad that he can't forgive you. There's nothing you hateful though you have said. The biggest moment of guilt, shame in your life. Your biggest secret that no. So the cross changes the way you look at yourself. And the cross also changes the way you look at others in the church. Let's think about all of Jesus' disciples. Do you know where they are right now? They have fled. They're cowards. They have deserted Jesus. All of Jesus' disciples are cowards. Paul, the apostle, Paul murdered Christians before he became a Christian and started pastoring Christians. If the church, if the church can get along with them, then then the church can get along with, then we can get along with each other. It, this, the gospel, the cross changes how you look at others. You start to treat, you know, how we would say just the worst Christians. We treat them as equals because we realize, well, I'm the worst too, and I also can only be saved by grace. It also, the cross also changes the way that we look at people who don't believe this. The cross changes the way we look at unbelievers. Because no one is beyond this love, this grace, this Savior. The cross of Jesus. Is it good or bad? 
Yes. Is it foolishness or is it salvation? It's the only salvation there is.